What more can one say? This is game seven. Welcome back to the third episode of the Little Hockey Podcast. As always, my name is Keegan, and I'm here with my brother Jordan. Say hi. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, I'm sure they'll get back to you as soon as they can on that question. Um, uh, Today, we're going to just jump right into everything. Uh, There are a couple signings by both the Leafs and Sens. We're going to focus on, on the two KHL defensemen that each of them signed. Talk a little bit about the 2020 draft, as well as the potential for the 2019-2020 season returning. Uh, we're going to, as always, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Little Hockey Pod. Uh, and we uh, got a nice little review again from QMCW23. Um, so thank you for that. Jordan, do you want to read that out for us? Yeah, sure. Um, so thanks again to QMCW23 uh, for the five-star review and saying um, that we're their new commuting podcast. Uh, Knowing little to nothing about hockey, I find this podcast series informative and keeps me entertained. Hoping it will help me have a conversation with some family members. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you for the review and thanks for the five stars. Um, As always, uh, if you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find it. Um, and if you're, on, if you're listening on Spotify, then, you know, smash the subscribe button, um, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. And then, um, yeah, that also helps people find the show. You added us to a few different platforms as well, right? I did. Yeah. I can't remember what other ones I added us to, but, um, <laughs> uh, hopefully we should be on almost every, um, uh, every platform that you get your podcasts from pretty soon. Mine is YouTube. Cause we're not doing that video thing. We're in the pandemic still and we're not looking too great. So we don't really want to do video yet. Yeah. Uh, so with all that out of the way, we're just going to jump right into it. Um, so the Leafs signed Miro Letnin from the Miko, KHL. Miko, Miko Letnin. I keep saying Miro. I even said that this morning, my mistake. Uh, he was actually, uh, he won KHL defenseman of the year if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he, uh, he got KHL Defenseman of the Month like three times in a row or something like that. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he won that as well. Um, I, guess, I guess they're not really doing awards considering the season just kind of ended, right? Yeah, I, I imagine any of the leagues that had their season canceled, um, I, I imagine that some of them are going to be handing out their awards maybe in – a less uh, you know prestigious manner that they would have normally, but um, yeah, honestly, I don't really know how the how all of the European leagues do it and what kind of awards they have and what they give out or when. Yeah, I have no no idea either. But do you have uh, any recollection of what kind of player he is? I don't know too much about him. Yeah, honestly, I don't either. I don't pay that close attention to the KHL. From what I've been reading and seeing, um, he's he's gonna kind of he fits in weird to the Leafs defense because he, he's a left-handed shot, like pretty much the rest of their defense are. And yeah. um, he doesn't have a ton of experience playing on the right side. So it, it's not like they signed a left-handed shot defenseman that they knew could play on the right side. Um, so it, it's a little bit weird, but at the same time, like it seems like the Leafs, they, their strategy is just kind of get all of the best players that are available. And um see how they fit into the lineup and if it doesn't work out you know what with this guy all it cost them was money so and the Leafs have lots of that they're not worried about uh, spending a little bit of cash on a on a guy from overseas if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out um, but yeah. if it if it if he comes over and he's an impact player then like that's that's just found money 
Yeah, and it kind of gives you a bit of flexibility if a player like Sandine, like I think Sandine is ready for you guys to play in the NHL. But oh, if, yeah, for whatever, if for whatever reason he takes a step back, then there's less pressure on him. Uh, maybe take off some pressure off Dermot. I don't know. Yeah, and it kind of seemed from the limited time that Liljegren had in the NHL this season that he's not quite ready um, for anything other than like a handful of minutes every few games. Um, obviously, there's lots of time between now and whenever the next season is going to start. Um, it's just a matter of you know how much training those guys can do off the ice to uh, improve on their shortcomings. But um, yeah. yeah, so honestly, at this point, they're – uh, Lekkonen could fit in on like the second pairing on either side, or he could, you know, he could go back to Europe next year. There, there's really no telling how things are going to work out. Uh, but overall, like it, um, what I was seeing was um, Lekkonen was probably the best defenseman outside of the NHL in the world. And yeah, the Leafs got him for just a one year contract. So like, it's, yeah, they didn't give up anything for him, and if it doesn't work out, then it's it's fine, basically, as long as they've got some other guys that can pop in and uh, that do work out. Okay, that makes some sense. I understand the drafting skill over position, or not drafting, sorry, signing skill over position. It makes sense. There's some merit to that. But all that being said, I'm kind of surprised that you weren't, the Leafs anyway, weren't more into Arden Zoo because he's a right-handed shot defenseman. Uh, doesn't put out uh, outstanding numbers in the KHL, but they're they're decent. Uh, he likes to jump into the rush a lot. He's actually pretty solid defensively as well. Um, I think they're going to Ottawa's going to try and use Zub as Shabbat's partner, considering that him and Zaitsev weren't really the greatest. Zaitsev seemed to be linked with Borvietsky more to be more of a shutdown pair rather than with Shabbat. Um, I personally am not the biggest Zaitsev fan. I'm not as big as Leafs are on hating him, but like he's an improvement on CC, but I wouldn't call him anything special. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with Zaitsev, the biggest problem with him is his contract. It lasts forever and he makes way too much money. Like he was just in the wrong role with the Leafs. If he was put in more of an offensive situation, then he would do better. But um if he's always going to be relied on as a shutdown player or a defense first guy, then that that's just not where his strengths are. No, uh, because he, he's not good at getting the puck out of his end. Oh, he's garbage at breakout passes. It's yeah. so frustrating. Like he's, he may as well just flick it off the glass and give it back to the other players. Yeah. Like it, it's ridiculous. But when he's in the offensive zone, he's usable. Yeah. Like he's not the, he's not, anything special again but he's a little more effective as an offensive defenseman in the offensive zone than he is as a defensive defenseman in his own end but Zub Zub has really good um gap control from what I've been reading he's a pretty good skater as well and he seems to be a bit like Tyson Berry and where he likes to jump in on the rush apparently in the KHL you'll see him like in front of the net a lot which I thought was weird um well yeah I like in in the KHL, they're using the big ice, and I imagine that depending on your coaching, um, you know, positions can be a bit more fluid when you've got that much space to move around. Um, yeah. But it makes me a little excited because uh, I like the I like the idea of having him. I like the idea of getting some more defensemen. Um, by the looks of it, our right side's going to be. Zaitsev, Zub, and if we re-sign him, Hainsey. And then our left side's probably going to be Shabbat, Wolanin, and Borvietsky with Mike Riley throwing in every once in a while. Yeah, I don't think you guys are re-signing um, Hainsey. Apparently they're trying to get him to move into coaching. Yeah, I which, don't know. I... Which Hainsey also apparently really doesn't want to do. Yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about that, but like I think Hainsey... He seems like the the kind of guy that he thinks he can keep going for a few more years, and he's he's not going to want to stick around on Ottawa, who's not going to be like Ottawa is going to be more competitive next year, but they're not going to be a top team. Well, Hainsey said that he wants he likes the mentor role, and that's what he wants to do. He said yeah. that when he came to Ottawa. He said, "Yeah, maybe." Um, I I kind of doubt that. Yeah, I I think. It, he enjoys the mentor role probably on a team that's closer to winning than Ottawa is. That's valid. 
but we'll see. Uh, Ottawa has a lot of restricted and unrestricted free agents coming up, and they've got a lot of decisions to make. And originally their plan with the draft was to trade some of their plethora of picks to get roster players. But now with the draft seeming to resume before the season does, that's not really possible. Teams are going to be a lot more reluctant to give up those roster players because they're still going to need them for a potential playoff push. Yeah, which... All right, are, are we getting into the draft stuff now? Because, like, I, I've got a bit of a rant on. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't have anything else to say on Zub or Lettinen. Do you? Yeah, no, not, not really. Like, they're both going to be likely depth players. Um, generally, undrafted European free agents that come over aren't. Like, you know, Artemi Panarin is the exception. But he was drafted. He was uh, drafted, and then, and then they didn't sign him. Yeah, so he, but he, he came in as an undrafted player, basically. Yeah. He, he wasn't playing for the team that drafted him. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, all, most of the other European players, it's like college players. They're hyped up a lot, and then when they get there, generally they're depth players at best. Well, the, the NHL is a different kind of game than anywhere else, right? You don't know what you have until you play them, and that's really what's going to happen with Lettinen and Zub. We don't, yeah, exactly. we don't really know what they're going to be until we see them in the 2020-2021 year. Hopefully yeah. they're good, and if not, they can always go back to the KHL. All right, so yeah, we'll get into the 2020 draft then. My, yeah. my rant thing, because um, <laughs> there's been a lot of talk coming out about an early June draft. Um, yeah. And the league is not, like, we're not going to be playing games by early June. Um, no, we, yeah, we'll talk about the league restarting in a bit, but uh, this idea of like a June 5th draft or just a draft happening before the season has either been concluded or canceled is fucking stupid. I hate it. I hate this idea. Um, just, uh, as a fan, I hate it. I think it, it's just shit. It's garbage that they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to hold the draft and then either finish the season and the playoffs or we'll hold the draft and then do the playoffs. It's like, no guys, just fucking. All right. Uh, I, I can't break down my opinion on the draft without saying my, my opinion on the league restarting. My opinion is call it. It's dead. Time of death yeah. was like four weeks ago. Um, I, I, don't want like if if they want to have the playoffs in like September or something, you have to have the draft afterwards. Yeah, it, it makes no sense to hold a draft where teams cannot move players in exchange for picks, and you can't do that before um, the season is concluded or canceled. Well, yeah, there's a roster freeze right now. You exactly. can't even trade them, and. My my opinion on that is I have a suspicion that if they have confirmation for an early June draft, they may bring out an announcement saying that the playoffs and season aren't coming back. They're so desperate to, to play games, though. Like, they, they've been thinking of every possible way of getting games played, and it's like, fine. If you are, if you're so desperate and so willing to put people like your athletes and your staff and people in whatever host cities or whatever cities the games are going to be played at risk of contracting the coronavirus and potentially dying, then you know what? You be irresponsible and you do that. Then but, you know what? You play. Yeah. In, but in my opinion, like, fuck, this isn't getting any better. Nope. The, the situation we're in has not improved it is not getting better in the u.s where the majority of the teams are located and it's not going to get better anytime soon because they're the stuff down there is fucking nuts there there are states and counties that are opening down there that are just overrun and there's there's no fucking way that an that nhl teams are going to willingly go to places that have these huge breakouts and think that they can control their players, potentially their families, the staff that are working the games, uh, the executives. Like, there's, there's just no way. Uh, 
that you can control the movement of all those people and who they have contact with at all times. And then plus, you know, say that we do have um, just the playoffs coming back, only 16 teams and we're playing in like one city. If one player gets sick, you have to call it. And in that case, if you start, if you restart and then have to cancel it or postpone it again, that's worse than just canceling it outright. Because then you said, we've got this wicked plan. We're going to be like, we're going to be absolutely fine. And then somebody gets sick and you have to be like, oh yeah, no, we screwed up. And now more people are sick. There's a potential for every single player that is in the playoffs to have come into contact with this person. So it's no, it's fucking nuts. Call the season, have an have an early June draft. Then that's great. Um, but if 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 we've not finished the the playoffs and you are still planning on playing them, there's no way you can have a draft. Like I, as it is, I've got interest in like the top handful of picks. I want to see what Ottawa does. Um, but beyond that, the only interesting thing outside of the top like 10 picks in the draft is to see who's trading. And yeah, if you can't trade, the draft isn't interesting anymore. No, you'll have the obvious trades of teams trying to move up or down in the draft and acquiring more picks, but you won't have the big blockbuster like Corey Schneider trades. Yeah, and like um, the Leafs last year too. Was it, uh, oh, I can't remember if we got, if the Tyson Berry trade was on uh, the draft day or if it was on uh, July 1st, but. Free agency. Yeah. And um, yeah, PK Subban stuff got like last year, PK Subban was traded at the draft, right? Uh, I can't remember if it was his trade to Nashville or is his trade from Nashville to New Jersey. But one of them happened on the draft. Yeah, either way, like even if it's not in the first round, you're still handicapping so many teams that are going to try to move picks around because they can only use the picks that they have or like non-NHL players. Yeah, like uh, last year, Vancouver did the JT Miller trade during the draft. Yeah, okay. So yeah, there you go. There's one. Like, And again, the, there's there's been less movement in the first round uh, in the past few years, but later on it's still a huge opportunity for gms to get together and talk face to face yep which like they wouldn't be able to do this year anyways because they're they're all going to be talking over zoom or yeah like they're all going to be drafting remotely and it it's just like yeah the the nhl draft outside of the first handful of picks isn't super interesting because none of those players are going to be playing next season it's only there's a top one or two maybe if you're really lucky there's a reason why the first day is the first round only and the second day is rounds two through seven yeah no one no one really cares about two through seven um my opinion basically since the league got or since the season was suspended was okay call it like if you're stopping it now don't impede future seasons just to try and jam the ending to this one is it sucks you're going to lose money but you'll keep your players safe your future will be safer because you'll have you'll still have that structure and you'll just give the players another chance is it a terrible thing because you know you think of some players that might be on their last season absolutely but it happens there's no point there's no point in forcing a playoffs and risking these players health so that a couple of guys can have a glorious finish because chances are they won't anyway yeah there's yeah like i said earlier if they if they restart and then a player gets sick and they have to shut everything down again that's just going to make the return for next season delayed even more and then it's impacting two seasons like yeah shut it down it sucks but shut it down uh that way all of the players know where they stand um they they can get their mindset ready to start preparing for next season. Um, a lot a lot of teams might be happy about that because like there's been so much talk about like playing the rest of the regular season or like coming back and having like a handful of games to get everybody up to the same number of games and shit. And it's like no fuck that. 
just uh, just get um, just rank everybody by points percentage. If you want to do the playoffs, fine. Do it by points percentage. Don't do any of this dumb shit where you add in extra teams just for the hell of it. No, just keep it as simple as possible. Well, I, I was I was at, even like, at, at, at yeah sorry at first. Um, like we're kind of, I'm kind of jumping ahead into the restarting the season, but, um, that's fine. We're on a bit of a roll. We'll stay on this and then we'll go to the draft after. Yeah. Um, with, uh, like when everything first got shut down, I, I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like do weird stuff. It's, it's the season's already screwed up as it is. Whoever wins the cup, there's going to be like a hundred asterisks next to it to be like, oh yeah, it yep. was the coronavirus year and it was all of these other things. But, um, you know, I, I keep hearing like all of these desperate, dumb fucking ideas to get the league back going again. And it's, I'm just, I'm done with it. It's like, no, you've got like, in my mind, you've got two options. You seed everybody with the playoff format that we have right now. You, yeah. you seed everybody by points percentage. Not everybody has the same number of games. Uh, too bad. The season got fucking canceled. It's not like there's a 10 game difference. It's like one or two. Yeah, there are there, for the most part, everybody should be within like three or four games of each other. Um, yeah, every, I was checking the other day. Everyone's within two or three. Yeah, three so at most, and it's, it's a rare chance. It's not a huge difference, and you know what? If you're upset because you missed the playoffs by like one tenth of a point percentage, too bad. Um, that you, that's how you know what? If you played eighty-two games and you missed out because of goal differential. You wouldn't be throwing a hissy fit. You wouldn't be upset. But because you missed by like one-tenth of a percentage, um, it, you know what? You should have won more games instead of, you know, forcing a shootout or something. Um, yep. I, yeah, I've just, I've got no sympathy for them trying to, um, you know, fit these square pegs in round holes by being like, yeah, no, we need to get uh, Montreal and Chicago into the playoffs because they're big markets and then that'll get us more money. It's like, well, you know what? If you're that desperate for the money, just fucking cancel the season so that you can start up next year at a reasonably, yeah, like on time or like reasonably close to it. Yeah. Like, yeah, don't, don't put asterisks on two Stanley Cups instead of just one. Yeah, this is kind of funny coming from a fan of a team that is essentially would be guaranteed to make the playoffs. Yeah, and you know what? Like the the Leafs, I think the layoff for them would be good for them. Um, it, it gives a lot of guys that were probably hurt an opportunity to get healthy again. Um, and you know, if the Leafs were to come back, like they, you know, the the layoff could have been good for them because they're all pretty young. It's not like they're an older team like Boston where they've got a ton of veterans that the layoff and not working out as hard could be bad, but yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just I, sick I, of it. I, I'm just, yeah, I'm tired of hearing all of these new proposals coming out every, every fucking day. And it's just like, guys, no, if, if you're so desperate that you have to do some of these dumbass ideas, just fucking call it, just call it. It's dead get ready for next year, have the draft whenever the hell you want, uh, get going on free agency, just, yeah, just get moving on something else because yeah. it, it, it's, it's not happening. It's not. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Teams won't and players will be mm-hmm. disappointed, but that's the reason why we have executives is to make those hard decisions in order to keep the league from being – well, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say this. We have the executives in order to make the hard calls, but the right calls. And in my opinion, the and yours, obviously, the right call is to just scrap the season, start again next year. Yeah, yeah, because it's the same thing for the rest of society as a whole. If we start opening stuff up too early, there's going to be a huge amount of breakouts. People, are, More people are going to get sick, and then we're going to have to shut everything down all over again. Just leave it shut down and and let it run its course or you know, just it's it's safer this way. It's just just don't be dumb. Yeah, like and like I, I work in municipal recreation. I yeah. honestly like I, I'm laid off until um, July first. So I'm not I'm not gonna hear about 
if I have a job until July 1st. Honestly, I don't think I'm working this summer. Yeah. I, I see no way with how things stand right now that I am going to be working like summer camps this, this year. There's no way. There, there's no way that I can have like two staff and a handful of kids hanging out all day together in close quarters. No, so that's it, a terrible it, idea. Yeah. So you know what else is a terrible idea? Trying to get NHL games back together where, you know, um, 25 players are going to be in close quarters together in their own locker room and then go out onto the ice with 20 other players that who knows who they've been in contact with. And they're all going to be bumping around into each other, spitting all over the place. Like there's, there's no way you can control who is going to be in contact with who. And you're not going to be able to trace where, where an infection comes from or where a, a contraction, whatever it's called comes from. It's fucking dumb for them to try <laughs> to come back. Like, yeah, call it. The season is dead. There is no 2020 Stanley Cup winner. Sorry, it sucks. Um, There's a yeah. fucking pandemic. Yeah, no, and it, yeah, it sucks. You're, the owners are going to lose a ton of money. The league is going to lose a bunch of money. That's awful. But you know what? You'll make it back. Yeah. yeah. It'll take time, but you'll make it back. Yeah, you know what? Like, after the 0405 lockout, everybody thought, oh, shit, hockey, like, it's going to be really tough for the sport to come back. Are the fans going to come back? And you know what? They did. They came back instantly. They like we all had such a short-term memory when it came to an entire year lost to, um, you know, the the, the lockout players. Yeah, fighting during the lockout. And then you know what? Like less than ten years later, it happened again, where we lost almost an entire season. So it, hockey fans will be back. Obviously, this situation is a little bit different because it doesn't just affect the hockey players and the owners. It affects society and the economy as a whole. But um, yeah, yeah, there's the sport will be fine moving forward. The league will be fine moving forward. Obviously, it will be less fine than sports or leagues like the NBA and the NFL. But people will go back, they'll watch, and they'll make a ton of money. Those are bigger sports leagues anyway. Yeah. And, and not, only, not only that, but, like, again, like, like we've been saying, it just it doesn't make sense to force this return. Take the hit now and then make it up later. Take the hit now. Get yourself organized for the future so the long-term deficit is less. That makes the most sense. But the NHL being run by lawyers and people who want money I hope it doesn't come. I, I hope it doesn't come back. I think it will. Like you said, they've been trying desperately. I think the owners want it back for the money. I think the league wants it back for the money, but the players don't want it. I, I think there are some players that really, really do want it to come back. And that's understandable because their window to win or to make as much money as they can is short now. Is now. Yeah, especially a lot of older players. Like, if I'm Joe Thornton, I'm sitting there like, yeah, I want hockey to come back. Well, for him, it doesn't matter because he's not making the playoffs. It, it doesn't, but if, if they come back and it delays the start of next season, that fucks him over too, right? I know. That makes That's- him a few months older when the season starts. And, you know, when you're approaching 40 as a pro athlete, a few months is a big deal. Especially when it's those few months is really hard to train. Yeah. So, like, I, I get some players wanting to come back super, like, a lot. I, I get that. But, um, yeah, the, the leadership of the league just needs to say, we need to bite the bullet. We're not finishing this season. We're not playing the playoffs. We're just going to move into the off season now. That would be the responsible thing to do, but and the responsible and the smart thing to do, in my opinion. But I don't think the NHL is either of those things. Well, no, they, the NHL... they, have, they have given us so much evidence that they are not smart and they are <laughs> responsible. As sad as it is that you want your 
the heads of a multi-billion dollar league to to be able to make these right decisions it like you said in the past they haven't and they've given us no reason to think they're going to make the right decision now exactly in their minds the right decision is whatever makes them the most money right now yeah that's where their mindset is for them the right decision is finishing the season so that everybody gets to 82 games and it's like no that is not the right decision it's like this is an abnormal situation that requires an abnormal answer an abnormal answer to the end of a hockey season is no cup yeah that's that's the truth of it don't try to take this completely ridiculous situation that is a pandemic and try to force some normality into it by avoiding a stanley cup that's not how it works yeah and and yeah, to me, it, if we do get to this to the point where it is feasible to host the playoffs in like two different cities, and they do it with like they rank the teams by point percentage, like to me, you just need to use the playoff format that we have. Don't introduce a whole bunch of new shit in, because like uh, I, I I'm pretty progressive when it comes to my views on hockey. I I think that. There's a ton of like wild and crazy things that we need to do to make the sport better. I hate the playoff format as it is, but that said, if we used it last year and we're going to use it next year, we should use it this year too. Don't just make something wild and crazy for the year because like things got messed up. Try to like, let's keep a little bit of competitive integrity in there. Um, Even if, you know, in a few years, the playoff format gets changed wildly. It's like, well, you know what? we came into the season then knowing what the playoff format is. Whereas if we came in this year and they change it because of whatever extenuating circumstances there were like that, that's, that um, makes a lot of totally normal decision-making look dumb in hindsight. Right. That there are, there are teams that, you know, in February planned on the playoff format that is normally happening so then they made decisions accordingly to, um, you know, to throw a bunch of extra teams in there, screws those teams, screws like other teams over. It's like, oh, well, I, I made decisions anticipating that I was going to be playing in this dumb playoff format that we have right now. And you went and changed it. And now, you know, I've got a worse matchup or I've got to play some play in games in order to actually make the real playoffs. Like, no, fuck just. If if they do restart things, just seed everybody by points percentage and um, go with the playoff format that we have. Just Occam Razor, guys. Like, <laughs> the simplest solution you. is the right one in most cases. And in this case, it is. I see you rubbing your head and just holding it in just pure frustration. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just seeing so much wild shit going on. Like, I, the other day, I from a, a Twitter account that I, I like and I follow – they were talking about like, oh, well, you know, what happens with the um, like the games played or games on the roster requirements for some players' um, contracts? Like with Rasmus Sandin, if he, he's an RFA or he, he's on his entry-level deal, and if he's on an NHL roster for more than 40 games, then he loses like a year of RFA eligibility and he gets closer to UFA, yep. or unrestricted free agency versus restricted free agency. Yep. and. He's like, yeah, like he was on pace to get to 40 games on the uh, the roster, but he didn't get there. So, like, what's the league going to do in that situation? And I'm like, Jesus, guys. It's like, we're, he didn't make it. We're overthinking things here. Yeah. Was he on the roster for 40 games? No. Then, yeah, then he's he doesn't lose that year of, our, of restricted free agency. Because um, like, you could do the exact same thing in a regular season for someone that gets injured. It's like, well, you know, you got injured. The, it sucks. You didn't get to the games played threshold so you don't uh yeah you you don't get that bonus or whatever so yeah let's not overthink things here you don't need to make something um yeah more complicated than it already is just just go with the rules that are existing as it is if it screws some people over it screws some people over unfortunately it's a wild and crazy circumstance that likely isn't going to happen again in our lifetime so don't don't stress about it so much. Fuck. 
I think the title of this episode should just be "Fuck the NHL." Oh man, no, like they—that's me most days. Like, <laughs> I love this sport. I hate this dumbass league. Yes, and that seems to be consensus for most hockey fans yeah. and even hockey players. But yeah, we're running short on time here, so let's move into the draft. Yeah, because I yeah. know you've got a ton of stuff you want to talk about. That. Yeah. So the main thing I want to talk about with the draft—that was a sorry. I'm still laughing at that rant. That was awesome. Um, the main thing I want to talk about with the draft is the new format and how it affects Ottawa. Oh yeah. Okay. Sorry. Before we jump into that, then <laughs> format again, we're over, we're overthinking things here. <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, obviously the new format or not new format. I think they're reverting to like what we had in 2012 before the, yes. cur- like before the last few changes were made to it. Yeah, we're going back to the old 2012 style of um, one you, lottery pick rather than three. Yeah, so if, if, you, if you're like ninth place and you win the lottery, then you get to move up like four spaces. Four spaces, yes. Yeah, you don't jump from ninth to first. first. You jump from ninth to like fifth or whatever. Yeah, um, which, which I understand they would do if they planned on the league returning because then that eliminates the possibility of a team winning the lottery as well as the cup which was the main point of it because that's what a lot of teams were concerned about. It's like, well, if you're going to have the draft earlier, then, you know, you might have a team win both. And that's ridiculous. Again, it's, again, though, if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you just rank the teams by points percentage, bottom 15 teams in the league or the, you know, whatever 15 teams aren't um, in slots that make the playoffs, they get into the draft lottery. Everybody else doesn't. You just plan, like, if you're planning on coming back, then you're planning on playing the playoffs. So just, yeah, don't overthink shit. It, I, I, I know it, like, the, the format that they're, they're rumored to be going with really benefits the Senators. Oh. And that, that, it's fine for Sens fans to be excited about it. If I was a Leafs fan and we were, like, in the Sens position, I would probably be excited. But as it is right now, it's fucking stupid. 100%. Oh, I yeah. agree. I agree completely that this is a ridiculous thing that the NHL is trying to do, but I am more okay with it because, as we've said, it benefits my team. Which... Yeah, it benefits you a whole lot. And but that's that's another thing is that, you know, um, uh, the season returning and messing around with the playoffs, that could benefit like a handful of teams, particularly whoever wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah, um, but messing around with the draft fucks everyone yeah it it could potentially screw a lot of teams over for a long time like especially especially with this 2020 draft that's expected to be filled with such talent like you're gonna get a bubble team that's potentially missing out on a franchise changing player yeah exactly like it that has ripple effects that can go throughout the league for a long time so don't mess with it ever like everyone was going into this season um, again, under the with the understanding of what the uh, the uh, draft lottery format is, that all of the teams that don't make the playoffs, um, those first uh, those first round picks go into the lottery, um, and you can either win first, second, or third. And now they're changing it so that, or rumored to be changing it so that you know if you win the lottery, then you can only move up a handful of spots. Like, no, that. It, that was a stupid. That was a stupid format when they had it, and it would be stupid to go back to it now. My opinion on it is this: I think that they should, as we've said, cancel the season and then have the draft lottery that it has been the last few years of all three, the top three picks are for grabs. I think that's how it should be. However, I understand them uh, changing it. One, in the aspect because they want to bring the season back. They have intentions to bring the seasons back, so they don't want someone to win the lottery and the cup. Unlikely, but still a possibility, so you get rid of it. I understand that. I, I, don't, like, I don't like change for the sake of shoehorning it in. I don't, like this. I don't like the fact that they're just changing this because they're being stubborn. I hate that. I do not like it. I think they should go back to the three lottery system. Or not even go back to. They should keep their system. I agree that they should keep doing what they have been doing. However, 
if they decide F it, have the lottery in June, we'll figure out the season later, here are the rules. And the rules go as the memo has put out, where conditions on picks will be met either by the NHL as a mediator or the teams figuring something else out. And then having the only one lottery, I am over the moon okay with that. That gives Ottawa a 43% chance of picking two and three. Yeah. Like that gives us, I assume they would choose Byfield and Stutzel. I personally would want one of them and Lucas Raymond, but that's remains to be seen. It also is, goes well for Detroit because Detroit then upgrades from an 18.5% chance of first overall to 57. Yeah. Like they are, I don't want to say they're next to guarantee because it's still a 50, 50, almost a 50, 50 chance, but they have incredible odds. And as we saw this season, they would need it the most. That, I feel like this system was in place so that this Detroit team that did so bad on purpose would have more assurance. Like, Bettman doesn't want to incur the wrath of Steve Eiserman, which is fair. I wouldn't either. Yeah, um, then you, you just need stronger leadership to actually just say, like, no, we're, we're going to go with the format that we have established as being our draft format. If we don't like the format, that's a different discussion. Yes. You don't I don't just, mind it. Like, I don't I, mind I, that format. Oh, no, I, uh, I I like yeah. it because it, it does its job of preventing teams from purposely tanking to the most for the most part. Oh, you, you mean the current format of the all the Three. fifteen the fifteen teams that don't make the playoffs are in the all lottery. have a chance at number one, two, and three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I like I, that I'm, format. I I'm not like I'm not totally opposed to it either. I'm fine with it. Um I, I don't think it discourages tanking as much as people think it does. Because I it's, agree. it's still better to have an 18% chance at first overall than it does to have like a 4% chance at it. Yep. Um, so there's still benefit to being as bad as possible. Um, but I also can't really think of a better solution for it. Than what they've given out in this memo? Um. Or like a different system to replace the one we have in place. Yeah, I can't think of a better system to replace the one that exists as the standard format right now. In in terms of yeah. what what I think is better than the the memo that they put out, I think just about anything is better than uh, well, not anything. Like my my thought is that the better option is to just keep doing what we're doing. Well, the best option is to just cancel the season and can and keep using this draft system that we have with the top three lottery picks. That is the, and what seems to be both of our opinions, the best course of action. Yeah. Now here, uh, let's change gears a little bit. I'll, I'll let you go. uh, Cause I, I think you've got um, some stuff. Did you want to talk about actual specific players or? uh, Yeah. um, I was going to go over the possibilities of where Ottawa could choose uh, some players that I think they would get and some other ideas that they could do in, in the draft. Okay, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll move into that then because I think uh, like we're, we're talking a little... Um, we're ranting. Little, oh, yeah, a little over people's heads and may, maybe just getting a little repetitive here. So like, let's actually get into some players here. I'm fine with that. So as we said before, uh, the NHL is proposing an early June draft. You said around the 5th, right? Yeah, that's the date that I kept seeing was June 5th. Is yeah. Being the, uh, the day. So if that happens and if they use the system that was um, suggested in the memo, which is this, rather than having the top three picks in the lottery, they would change the system so that there would only be one lottery draw and whoever wins it moves up four spaces in the draft. That's it. That's the change. So if you are sixth place, the highest you can go is second and then seventh is third, so on and so forth. This prevents a team uh, outside of the top five winning the first overall pick, which greatly increases the chances of Detroit getting it because they finished last in the league. And what it does for the Ottawa Senators is it gives them a guarantee of having two of the top four picks in this draft, which, holy crap, is 
stupid good for the franchise if this comes to be. So because Ottawa has San Jose's first overall pick and San Jose finished third last and Ottawa finished second last in the league, the lowest we can go is third and fourth. Third overall pick and fourth overall pick. That is the worst we can do. Whereas in the old system, the worst we could do is fifth and sixth overall. Still good, but obviously not as, bad, not as good as third and fourth. So with, under this new system, Ottawa's chances of picking second and third, which is just staying where they are, is 43%, which is astronomical. It is incredible that we have a 43% chance of getting both second and third. As I said before, this, in my opinion, would mean that Ottawa would select probably Byfield and Stutzel. Byfield being the center, Stutzel being just kind of the versatile forward that can play center, can play wing. Personally, I would want them to get one of those players to play center and then get Lucas Raymond. I've said it before, and I'll say it until the draft happens. Lucas Raymond is probably my favorite player in this draft, and I want Ottawa to get him. Um, their odds for getting the first overall pick stay the same as they were in the original or in the actual formation of having the top three lottery draft, that being 25%. The only team whose first overall pick potential changed was Detroit and any team outside of the top five because theirs went from whatever percentage to zero. Right. And then all those percentages went to Detroit yeah like Detroit's so chances of picking first 57 <laughs> like yeah tripled quadrupled almost like it's well they went from 18 and a half to 57 yeah so they are totally okay with this and I would be too if I was a Detroit fan but the thing with Ottawa is that if we get the first overall pick we're also guaranteed the third yeah because if San Jose's pick ends up winning goes to first overall our own pick drops to third. If our pick ends up going to first overall, then we in Detroit just switch places between one and two. And if that happens, we'll obviously get Lafreniere first overall. He is the best prospect in this draft. And I actually made a note saying that it might not be a bad idea to trade down to the fourth and then get Lucas Raymond. I really want Lucas Raymond. I really want Lucas Raymond. We need a center more. And if we get Lafreniere, we're not going to get Raymond. But either way, I would like Lucas Raymond. Uh, if we get one and three, it'll be Lafreniere and then with the number one. And with number three, it'll be either Stutzel or Byfield, whoever's left after Detroit chooses. The interesting scenario I found is Ottawa choosing number two and four. Honestly, this might be where I want to be the most but there's only a 6.5% chance of that happening because the only scenario in which we pick second and fourth is if specifically the Buffalo Sabres win the lottery. That's it. Buffalo moves from their position up to third. Our San Jose pick drops to fourth. Our own pick stays at two. At number two, again, we'll, I'm fine with, and I expect us to select either Byfield or Stutzel. I would prefer a Byfield, but I would not be mad in the slightest if we took Stutzel. And then with the fourth, I would want Lucas Raymond. Now, a lot of the stuff in the athletic and from Sportsnet that I've been seeing has Ottawa choosing Jamie Drysdale with their second pick, who is the top-rated defenseman, and he's a right-shot defenseman. The reason why I don't think Jamie Drysdale won't be selected is a quote from Pierre Dorian saying in an interview with Haley Salvain from the athletics saying Ottawa will choose the best players available regardless of position. To me, that sounds like they're going to draft two players in the same position. Well, it depends. I, I would think if you're quantifying just all forwards as the same position, because like all, all of these guys that are up at the top of the draft, like they, I think there's a lot of centers, right? Apart from three, Lafreniere. three of the top six are centers. Yeah. So, and you know what, like, I think Ottawa's probably, uh, well, they, you know, you've got Brown and White at center, but I, I don't and, really um, see those guys as being like strong NHL players in the future. Josh Norris is said to be our future second line center. Shane Pinto in the NCAA with North Dakota. It, as a 19-year-old freshman, got 28 points in like 30 games as their top line, as their second 
on center actually. So Pinto's looking good. Norris is looking good, but neither of them are showing first line potential. Whereas Byfield, Stutzler, or Marco Rossi, who is the Ottawa 67th uh, centerman and led the CHL in points, all three of them are seen to have number one center potential, which in my opinion is what Ottawa needs the most. All this being said, again, I don't see them taking Drysdale. I think they have a lot of faith in Jacob Bernard Docker to be our number one right-handed shot defenseman. He won't be our number one defenseman, but he'll be our number one right defenseman, you know? Like yeah. our number one def- our number one defenseman is Thomas Shabbat. Yeah. Our number two defenseman is probably going to be Eric Branstrom. Our but they're going to be on, I probably think, Shabbat first pair, Branstrom second pair, with Jacob Bernard Docker being Shabbat's partner and Lassie Thompson being Branstrom's partner. That's what I see. That's what I think Ottawa is hoping for. That's kind of where all those players are projecting to be. And that is, in my opinion, a very solid top four that you shouldn't mess with. All right. So let's say um, I know there's like a hundred different scenarios of where Ottawa is going to be picking in the draft, depending on what the format for it is. But let's say like, who are your, your top, um, I don't know, four guys. If Ottawa stays exactly where they are. So two and three at number two, I want them to get either Stutzel or Byfield. I want them to secure a centerman with future first line potential. And I think, well, Stutzler and Byfield, and I would even throw Rossi in there as one of them. Okay, everything I've been seeing is that Byfield is closer to Lafreniere than anybody else is to Byfield. So it, it's kind of Here, like Lafreniere and Byfield are like 1A, 1B, and then there's the rest of the pack. So... It obviously, obviously, it doesn't really matter who Ottawa picks second if they're picking third too, but it, it's just kind of like if, if Ottawa walks up there second overall and picks anybody other than Byfield, that would be a surprise. Well, that depends on who you ask because right now the better player between Stutzel and Byfield is Stutzler. Stutzel is right now the better player, but Byfield is expected to have more potential because he's bigger. He's a big guy who can skate better than most big guys can like he's he hasn't had his 18th birthday yet and he's 6'4 210 pounds yeah okay and he can skate like he can skate pretty well his defensive game is lackluster where Stutzler's is a little more well-rounded it's nothing spectacular but it's better than Byfield's which is just something you get by playing over in Europe it's a very it's a lot more defensively sound over there um so Byfield's ranked higher because he's has a higher potential not because he's the better player right now. Okay. So let's say Ottawa, best, Ottawa picks Byfield second. Who do you want them to take third? Lucas Raymond. Okay. Easily. I want Ottawa to get – Ottawa needs more right-handed shot forwards. Right now with players that are on the team and our prospects that are expected to be on the team in the future, we have like three. Shane Pinto, Colin White – and Drake Batherson. Everyone else is lefties. Stutzler is a lefty. Lafreniere is a lefty. Byfield's a lefty. And uh, Marco Rossi is a lefty. Okay. We need more right-handed shots. Raymond is a very good player that I think would fit into our system better than any of the other ones, if I'm being honest. Lafreniere would be a close second because he's also really good on the forecheck, which is a big part of DJ Smith's formula. And a big part of Ottawa's identity going forward is you have to be strong on the forecheck. So I want Raymond the most only because I'm not expecting us to get Lafreniere. I think we need a centerman more than we need Raymond. I want Raymond more than I want Stutzler, Byfield, Rossi though. So yeah, it's, it's the trade-off between what do you want between what do you need? Yeah, exactly. Um, I would hope that with our second or third overall pick, whatever we get, we pick a centerman. But if we do, we better not choose another one with us with our second pick. And I don't, I think Jimmy Drysdale is really good. I think he'll be great. I don't want him. I want Raymond. All right. Well, 
we're coming up to the last few minutes here, so we'll start wrapping things up. Um, what have you been? Uh, what have you you've been watching, um, playing? Like, what, what what's uh, what's keeping you occupied right now during uh, during self isolation stuff? Uh, I started rewatching the Netflix series Final Space. Um, I'm almost done it again. It's only like 23 episodes or something. It's just a nice little lighthearted. I shouldn't say lighthearted. It's actually kind of depressing. But it's funny. It's a comedy. Uh, the animation style is really, really cartoony. And it's just, it's one of those shows that you can watch and just kind of shut your brain off. So that's been nice. And um, I've been trying to find, I've been trying to find another show to fill, fill the void of Last Kingdom. Because I binge watched the most recent season, the day it came out, me, mom and dad watched all 10 episodes in a day. And I just, I'm, I'm going nuts. I've been working out a lot lately though. I've been working out every day and that's been helping keep things going. What about yeah, you? I, yeah, actually I, I started uh, working out last week. Like I, I'm just in a small apartment unit, so I, I don't have any equipment here, but um, our property management company actually set up um, some, something with a uh, light, I think they're called virtually fitness. Um, it, it's been really great. It's just free, um, free, uh, free classes every day of the week. Uh, I've signed up for the Monday, Wednesday, and Friday ones because they're kind of more like cardio and body weight based, but uh, they also have some yoga ones on Tuesday and Thursdays. But okay. uh, yeah, so I, I like I've had a workout this, this morning and Monday and I've got another one on Friday. Um, it's it's a nice way to start the day off and I'm I'm feeling a lot better than I was for like the first six weeks of this stuff when like honestly, I, I'm eating like trash for most of the day. Um, eating garbage right before I go to bed but um yeah the the these workouts three times a week have actually really started to help me feel a lot better again um and it, it's just nice to get some exercise too because my main source of physical activity before was hockey and yeah. taking, taking the dog for like an hour and a half long walk every day and I can't do that anymore there's nowhere to go walk that we're allowed to so it 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 sucks. And hockey's canceled. And hockey's canceled. Yeah. So it, it's been brutal. But you know, hopefully I'll be in a in like half decent shape for when our season starts back up again. But um, yeah. I, um, I I do feel I, I I totally feel what you're saying when it comes to like trying to find something to watch. Like I I I'm running out of stuff that's interesting to me on Netflix. Yeah. And you know, I've watched um like I said the other week, I watched all of The Office. Um, I found a pod or found a podcast. There's a podcast, um, Office Ladies, with Pam from The Office and Angela from The Office. Uh, oh, yeah. They go like episode by episode and talk about some fun things. So that's kind of a nice thing that I've got in the background when I'm like uh, uh, I'm going for the walks with the dog or I, I'm I'm cooking every day too. So like it, it's just some nice background noise to have going on when I'm doing that. Um, and I rewatched um, the Netflix series Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Um, that's so. It's such a good show. Uh, yeah, I highly recommend it to anybody that's a fan of science fiction. Um, it kind of sucks that it got canceled after two seasons, but you know what? If enough people start watching it again, who knows? Maybe they bring it back. Um, I really like it. It's it's based off of some books by my favorite author, uh, Douglas Adams, who also did The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So like the, 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 there's two seasons of the show and the first episode of the first season is such a mind fuck that it just pulled <laughs> right in the first time I saw it. I was just like, what the hell is going on? And honestly, it doesn't get cleared up until like the last episode of each season. Then you get the whole picture and it's like, oh, okay. That, that's Which kind is of, it, it's, it's clever how they tie all of these things together. Um, and that that's kind of the premise for the show is that everything is connected, but you don't know how until you go through the entire season. And then you're like, holy shit. Yeah, literally everything is connected in this show. Yeah, it gives you every little detail that you need, but you have no idea any of these details are connected until they give you this final piece in the final episode. And then you put it all together with the characters as they do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and... Yeah, so that that's been everything that I'm watching. I'm just trying to find some new stuff now. 
But um, yeah, I think that's it for this week's episode. Yep. Yeah, that was a that was a nice little rant we got going on there. Oh, I think we man. got some, I think we got some entertaining entertaining uh, uh, little bits in there that everyone will enjoy. I know I enjoyed it. I just kind of let you, sat back and let you go. Yeah, honestly, I've been sitting on all of that stuff for so long now because my girlfriend Amanda she has no interest in hockey, and when I get going on a rant, like her eyes just glaze over. So I'm just <laughs> like, you're not listening anyway. So <laughs> I, I I need to find an outlet for some of that for that some of that stuff. So. Uh, yeah, that's what Twitter's for. Exactly. Uh, I'm starting to get a bit more active on it. Like I said yesterday, I got on, I got into an argument about something. But uh, I'll let you go read that tweet thread instead of me explaining it because it's, it's nuts. It that gets, Star Wars one? Yeah, it, it's nuts. It was so stupid. It wasn't even about the movies. It was, it was fucking dumb. The best <laughs> Star Wars content has and forever, has and forever will be the Star Wars: The Clone Wars animated series. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just finished a couple days ago. Anyone who has anyone who's a fan of the show and has not watched the last episode, go watch it. It's phenomenal. All right. Well, on that, um, thanks for listening, everybody. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at jsmall1771. Uh, you can follow me at uh, lil so little underscore little twenty eight. Uh, I'm not very active on Twitter, but I've been trying to get a little better at it. And you can follow the pod at Little Hockey Pod. Um, and again, a reminder to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Um, on if you're listening on Spotify, then you can subscribe, unsubscribe, and resubscribe a bunch of times. That'll help <laughs> uh, push us up the uh, the charts there. And you know what? If if you enjoy the show, then please tell people about it. Spread the word, and um, you know, hopefully, we can justify upgrading some of our hardware so that it's a bit better of a listening experience for you too yeah we've been getting a lot of people just reaching out and telling us that we've been doing great and we really appreciate that if you want to put those kind words into review that would be lovely yes exactly um so until next time uh i think it'll be another two weeks before you hear from us but uh, until then uh, everybody stay safe and we'll talk to you later see you later guys